The following program is intended WHP to provide Talk general Radio information now presents and its host, Tim Decker, recommends that you always seek competent professional guidance for financial, legal, and tax advice, as everyone's specific needs are unique. WHP Talk Radio 580 now presents Financial Freedom with Tim Decker from ISI Financial Group. A full hour of sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. Talking about This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Tim Decker here with you. Our first program in 2018. As always, I want to make sure and say a big thank you for joining us and making us part of your Saturday mornings. Uh, Let me give you the phone numbers as well as the email if you have something you'd like to share with me, ask of me. Uh, If it's important to you, as I always like to say, it's important to me because I am here for you. You can reach me uh, here over the next hour by dialing 717-540-0580. That's 717-540-0580. And anywhere else toll-free, it's 800-724-5801. Again, the 800 number is 800-724-5801. And then for those of you who are radio shy, as I like to say, you can shoot me an email here live during the program and it'll pop up um you can email me directly at ffradio at comcast.net ffs obviously for financial freedom so that's ffradio at comcast.net and let me again remind you if you do have something that you want to make sure you and i discuss uh i will start taking calls uh right after the first break uh, but the sooner you call in as in now if you want to make sure that that we speak the better off Uh, last week we had a few callers that were left hanging on at the end of the show so if you know in advance that you definitely want to ask me something or discuss something you want my opinions on your current investment, something you're considering, the current financial environment, uh, your 401ks, uh, any concerns that you have, insurance questions, Roth IRAs, mutual funds, ETFs, uh, municipal bonds, long-term care, uh, social security. I mean, any anything having to do with finances, uh, I'm not going to always have the answer. I often will, and those times that I do not, I promise you that I will let you know and we'll follow up and make sure and get you the information that you need. Okay, what a bang, what a boom, what a surge in the U.S. markets as we begin 2018, following through from a surging 2017. 
What I suggest that you not waste your time thinking about, nor waste your time listening to others talking about, is the following. What has caused it? And the reason why I suggest that is you're going to hear opinions all over the board. Some are going to say low interest rates. Some are going to say the booming or the beginning of a booming economy. Some are going to say because of the lower tax rates uh, that we are now enjoying. Some are going to say consumer optimism, which has, which is at like a 17-year high. Um, you know, everyone is going to offer different opinions. I will tell you that information is nothing more than guessing. And from a practical standpoint, it absolutely has no, that's zero impact on how you should invest. And one of the things that I really try to focus on and provide you information uh, about is as it pertains to practical things that are substantive that you can do something with that means something rather than talking about philosophical things rather than wasting your time uh, sharing with you what I think Apple stock is going to do next year whether or not now is a good time to buy energy stocks uh, whether or not the uh, US market in large caps um, uh, continue to be where you should invest relative to small cap. All of those things that you hear so many other places, which all is nothing more than people taking a guess. And one of the things I've tried to teach you over the almost 28 years now that we've been on the air here in central Pennsylvania is you do not make investment decisions based upon guesses. You make investment decisions based upon cold, hard evidence. If you follow the evidence and you make your decisions based upon what we have learned via reams and reams of historical academia evidence, after they've been run through vigorous, vigorous statistical scenarios that will lead you to making wise financial decisions guided by such evidence and at the same time protect you from one of the most dangerous things, which is what most investors and mo most advisors end up becoming susceptible to, and that is allowing the noise of the day and emotions to be what guides their decisions. So again, as we spend this next hour together, I'm going to share with you some things that I think are extremely practical and helpful for you. And as I shared with you last week, since we ran out of time, I'm going to share with you New Year's financial resolutions that I urge you to consider and make. And uh, we're going to start with those right after our first break here, and I'm going to go through them. I suggest that you consider writing them down. But as we, as we began this year, with the markets here in the U.S. being at all-time highs, one of the things that I continually check in with is the sentiment 
amongst investors and financial advisors. And ironically, as you've heard me discuss this many times in the past, the sentiment amongst individual investors typically is quite low when market prices are low because the euphoria, the enthusiasm does not exist, although prices are more of a bargain when market prices are low. Thus, you would think, using pure objective uh, wisdom, that people should be more enthusiastic the lower prices are and less enthusiastic the higher prices are. But we know that predictably and consistently the opposite takes place. And as I was looking this morning, in Barron's, they have a weekly sentiment reading where they uh, check in with individual investors through what's called the American Association of Individual Investors. As of their most recent reading, almost 60%, almost 60% of individual investors are now bullish. And if you remember, just a few months ago, that number was down around 25, 27%. And there were actually more bearish individual investors than there were those that were optimistic and bullish. And sure enough, now that the market is continuing to make new highs, Many, many individuals are now jumping on the bandwagon and are now enthusiastic and bullish. Although prices are higher, which means the expected returns are less than they were when market prices were lower many months ago. And in fact, this is one of the lowest bearish readings I have ever seen in this index, which causes me some concern. Individual investors, only 15.6% when surveyed by the American Association of Individual Investors, only 15.6% of you out there right now are bearish. And again, that's in contrast to 598 or 60% who are bullish. Again, think about that. When the markets were lower, more of you... We're bearish because the news was not as good and what you were hearing over the news was not real uh, enthusiastic. But now, now that market prices have shot up and are making record highs, now more and more of you are excited and want to invest. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. But that's how human beings and individuals are Wired, And that's why it's extremely important so that you don't become one of those types of investors to have a individualized, goal-oriented financial plan that you will be disciplined to follow regardless of what's going on in the markets. Okay, we're going to take our first break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to talk about New Year's financial resolutions that you should strongly consider making. I'm Tim Decker, and this is Financial Freedom. 
lot of financial advisors won't want you to hear what we say. This is the financial show that represents you, not Wall Street. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. Welcome back. Tim Decker here with you. Financial Freedom 2018. What's going to unfold this year? Who knows? But what I can assure you is, God willing, I will be here with you each and every Saturday. And I'll do my very best to help provide you with sound, unbiased information to help you make wise financial decisions. Okay, let's go to the phones. We have Richard from Lancaster. Richard, I very much appreciate your patience. How may I help you, sir? Hi, Tim. Hey, um... I uh, work for the government, and I retired, and I have a TSP. Yep. And uh, I was—I'd like to get access to money without being uh, penalized. Um, I'm thinking of putting my money in a Vanguard account. Uh, what, what's your opinion of that? Okay. How old are you, Richard? I'm 63. Okay. Penalties are not an issue anymore, so you don't have to worry about any type of penalties um, as it pertains to withdrawing money from your 401k or even if you do a direct rollover into an IRA. Um, so don't worry about that. That's not that's not going to be an issue. What you will have and what you do need to be concerned about is coming up with a sound withdrawal strategy that takes into consideration all of the different types of investments and accounts that you have, not just tax deferred, which is what your thrift savings plan is, uh, because as you know, as you make withdrawals from that, you will be taxed on that as ordinary income. So when you think of it this way, everybody as they're transitioning into retirement and then ultimately are in retirement, everybody has one or all of three different types of accounts. You have tax-deferred accounts, which is what your thrift savings plan is, tax-deferred, meaning you got a tax deduction on it when you're putting money in, assuming it's all in the traditional option. Thus, you're going to have to pay taxes on it when you withdraw it. And traditional IRAs are the same way. Those are considered all tax-deferred. Then there's the other bucket, uh, which you may have some money in, which is your taxable bucket. That's monies that you have that you've already paid taxes on that may be regular investment accounts, brokerage accounts, CDs, money markets, whatever. And then you may have what are tax-free accounts. So there are three different types of buckets. There's tax-deferred, there's taxable, and then there are tax-free. Tax-free typically are things like Roth IRAs. So what I would suggest that you do is you sit down and come up with a withdrawal strategy working very closely with your financial advisor. And if you don't have one, I would strongly urge you to find a fee-only financial advisor that you can pay hourly to help you look at what's the best strategy from a standpoint of do you take it from taxable first? Do you take it from tax deferred? Do you take it from tax free? And a good financial advisor will insist on communicating and, and and bouncing some of these ideas off your tax advisor. You should always want your financial advisor and your tax advisor to openly communicate as a team because how much you're going to want to withdraw from each bucket or how much you're going to withdraw from the thrift or the IRA is going to be subject to what your other sources of income are, what your other 
types of uh, uh, tax uh, uh, angles uh, may be so that you know in advance that you're taking it out from the right account and at the right amount. And then also you want to coordinate this with your Social Security as well. So in summary, what I would suggest that you do before you even think about rolling it out of the thrift, because the thrift savings plan has some of the very, very best options out there. The expenses are extremely low. They're all low cost index funds. And, and you know, before you think about doing a direct rollover into an IRA, what I would suggest you do, Richard, is sit down and do a little bit of planning first and come up with a game plan. And that planning will help you determine, does it make sense to leave it in the thrift? If so, which investments should you keep it in? Or does it make sense to do a rollover, like you said, over to over to Vanguard, which, you know, I'm a huge fan of Vanguard. Um, but but there's there's some planning that I would urge you to do first before you start moving any monies around. That way, whatever decisions you make, you'll feel good and confident knowing that it's tied to what your actual goals and your objectives are. But you've got a lot of different moving parts here, a lot of different variables, and that's why I can urge you passionately that if if you find a good fee-only financial advisor that you can pay hourly somebody who has nothing to sell you can help you look at these different options and help you walk through it and somebody who is a fiduciary that is required to look out for you and your best interest alone so that's what I would suggest you do because you've got so many different moving parts here you want to make the right decision does that make sense? Yeah, yes, it does, Tim. Hey, that's, I think you answered my question there pretty good. And, uh, well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You are day. welcome. I wish you the very best. Hey, thanks again, Tim. You're, appreciate you're welcome, it. Richard. Bye. Happy New Year. Okay, uh, I got an email here. Let me bring it up uh, just one minute. Dave. Uh, Dave has a qu question on his IRA, he says, I'm married, retired in 68 this month. My bride and I don't work. Uh, I have a large Vanguard traditional IRA and a smaller Vanguard Roth IRA. Should I move some money from my traditional to my Roth before I am 70? What tax amount is levied on this transfer if I move 10000 or 20000 or even more per year? Well, here's what I would suggest, Dave almost the same answer that I gave to uh, Richard. Uh, at the very minimum, before you do any type of Roth conversions from your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, which, by the way, uh, one of the things you had asked is, you know, how is the tax levied? Uh, when you convert money from a Roth IRA to a traditional, I'm sorry, when you con convert money from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, that is taxed under current tax law as ordinary income. So based upon the tax bracket that you are in, that is the amount of taxes that will be levied on that uh, conversion. And what we do for our clients and what I would recommend you do is, again, you need to sit down and look at all of your different types of accounts, get an estimate of where you're going to be from a tax standpoint, 
And obviously, you want to make sure and get your tax advisor involved in all of this, as well as working closely with your financial advisor. And what should be done is some analyses of based upon what type of tax bracket it looks like you're going to be in for 2018. Also, looking at the balances that you have in your traditional IRAs, what kind of a strategy makes sense, if it makes sense at all, to consider doing some perhaps some partial conversions from your traditional to a Roth while being very tax sensitive and ideally keeping it from from having it bump you up into a higher tax bracket. And often when we work with with clients um, and work very closely with their tax advisors jointly as a team, we come up with a transition strategy where we do some partial conversions uh, annually subject to the tax advisor uh, calculating how much we can do without bumping them up into a higher tax bracket. And something else uh, to make sure and, and con consider as well, uh, Dave, is we have at times seen uh, clients that we bring on that are transitioning in, in, into retirement or already retired have a substantial amount in, say, uh, old 401k. I mean, we have people that we meet with that might have, you know, 800,000 or a million and a half or even more in 401k accounts, uh, traditional IRAs. And one of the things that a lot of people don't think about, and this is where a good financial advisor can be invaluable, is thinking about the potential time bomb of those tax-deferred accounts. And what I mean by that is, if you remember, once you're 70 and a half, the IRS forces you to start making what are called required minimum distributions from tax-deferred IRAs. 401ks um, in 99% of all all cases. When I say 99, if you are still employed and you have a 401k plan, um, as long as you're not 5% or more owner, you do not have to start taking RMDs at that time. But everyone else, uh, generally, you're going to have to start taking those RMDs. And one of the things that we've seen is if you have large balances in these tax-deferred accounts, like your IRAs and your 401ks, it may make sense. And this is why the sooner you look at this and do some planning, uh, it may make sense to look at doing some partial conversions to a Roth sooner rather than later because that time bomb, that ticking time bomb, of as you get closer to 70 and a half, you may wish that you made some withdrawals from these tax-deferred accounts before you were forced to because if you let those balances become so large, the RMDs, the required minimum distributions that you are going to be forced to take out starting 70 and a half, they can be so large that they can bump you up into a higher tax bracket and you can end up paying potentially more in taxes as a result than perhaps if you would have worked closely with your financial advisor earlier on and done an evaluation and an analysis as it pertains to 
does it make sense to start taking money out of those traditional IRAs and 401k sooner rather than later, and thus perhaps being able to take it out at a lower tax rate than deferring it where potentially at 70 and a half, it can be so much, it can bump you up into a higher tax bracket. And I've seen people have to end up paying more in taxes than what they would have had they started taking it out earlier. So again, all of this is one of the strong reasons why I urge you find and develop a relationship with a 100% fee-only fiduciary advisor. It doesn't have to be us. I can assure you that. I don't care who it is. Just make sure you find somebody that you're going to be confident and comfortable with and make sure you get something in writing that says that they are 100% fee-only fiduciary and they have nothing to sell you and they are paid by you and you alone for their advice and services. Okay, we're going to go to the news. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. And if, again, if you have anything you'd like to ask of me, you can reach me 717-540-0580 or toll-free 800-724-5801. I'm Tim Decker, and this is the program where we do our very best to look out for your best interest, not the interest of Wall Street. We'll be right back. Sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Welcome back. Financial Freedom. Uh, before we go to Bob from Harrisburg, uh, let me remind you, uh, if you've not yet done so, for your availability, we do have a free e-newsletter we send out different articles that i write uh, we also have a brief video blog that we typically send out monthly and it's all available to help educate you as a consumer as i am a huge passionate consumer advocate um, i like to provide you with ongoing practical evidence-based information again to help you make wise financial decisions to take advantage of that free e-newsletter we need one thing and one thing only all we need is an email uh, we don't ask for anything we don't want anything else if you go to our website it's isifinancialgroup.com that's isifinancialgroup.com in the bottom right hand corner of the home page if you scroll down there's a place for you to sign up for our free e-newsletter it's insights and education uh, take advantage of that and also don't forget we have that very, very helpful tool that I know many, many of you have downloaded and have taken advantage of, and we've got significant uh, positive feedback and uh, many thanks on that. And that is that tool that you can download to interview any financial advisor to help you be certain, absolutely certain, that the financial advisor you are working with currently or are considering working with is truly a 100% fee-only fiduciary advisor, and also it helps you get some answers to how they would work with you if you chose them as your financial advisor. There is a questionnaire you can download. Again, that's on the home page as well towards the bottom. It's the financial advisor fiduciary questionnaire. If you click on the button, you can download it and you can print it out and I urge you urge you 
to take full advantage of that and get those answers before you hire a financial advisor or if you're currently working with one, send them the questionnaire and kindly insist that they complete the answers in writing as well as signing the fiduciary oath. And I can assure you, not only will you weed out 80 to 90 percent of financial advisors out there, but it's going to help you have the peace of mind, which is valuable knowing that who you are working with is truly going to be looking out for you and you alone and will represent that legally in writing. Okay, let's go back to the phones. We have Bob, who we were not able to get to last week. Hi, Bob. Thank yep, you for hi. your patience, and thank you for calling back. How can I help you, sir? Thank you for your service. You're doing a great job. IRS, at 70 and a half, you are, have to take out a certain amount. Say it's 10000 What happens if at the end of the year that you're somehow late, and it's like, let's say, a day or two late? Um, according to E-Trade, there's a 50% penalty on that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is accurate. If so you miss then, if you miss the deadline, if you don't take it out in the year that you were supposed to, you can pay up to a 50% penalty. Now, with that having been said, with that having been said, if there is a true legitimate reason, say you had a death in the family or you had a major emergency that just caused you to overlook that, you can appeal that with the help of your tax advisor and there have there have been times that the irs will forgive that but generally speaking you're accurate 50 percent penalty so uh, no matter whether it's one day late or two years it's going to be 50 percent and the taxes yeah 50 percent on the amount you are supposed to withdraw is that correct that is my understanding, and the reason why I say that's my understanding, I cannot give legal tax advice, and you always want to get the final answers from your tax advisor, but the way you expressed it, my understanding is you're absolutely right. Yeah, that seems like a very severe penalty, but I understand what they're doing. And then, of course, the next year you would have to continue doing that. And I wonder, um, I had a friend, and he said that uh, he's been doing this for, I don't know, as long as you could, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years. And mm-hmm. his third year, he missed entirely, and he never caught up with it, and he never got a notice from the IRS. Well, what, what, where was his money? Who was the custodian of his IRA? Who was, was, was it a bank, a brokerage firm, or what? I think it was like E-Trade or one of the brokerage companies. And, because and the custodians, the custodians are now legally required to notify the account holders that you know there is an RMD and they are legally required to calculate that for them so how that was missed I have no idea and what what I would suggest and what we do for our clients is set it up where it can automatically be done pick a time of the year whether it's January or june or december and if you set it up where it's automatically done you don't run the risk of you know of of missing that okay very good and uh, we used your service and my son used it and uh, all the things we did with you and questions were asked uh, came out the way you were said uh, they were supposed to be so i thank you for the service uh, here on the radio and what you did for us and a happy new year thank you very kind bob thank you and i wish you an awesome 2018 
as well. Okay, let's go to Jeff from Lewisbury. Hi, Jeff. How are you, and how can I help you? Hello. How are you doing? Good. Okay. What can um, I, I do for you? Um, I have a question on the annuity. Okay. Uh, deferred annuity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm looking at a uh, fixed, I guess fixed index annuity deferred mm-hmm. uh, for like um, five years before I start collecting. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason why I'm interested in it, it offers uh, a guaranteed lifetime income mm-hmm. payout, guaranteed, uh, you know, no loss. Well, your your principal is secured, and that's mainly what I'm looking at it for. Okay. Uh, and are you asking my opinion of that, or is there something else you wanted to ask me? Yeah, I would like your opinion on that, um, what your thoughts are. My general opinion is stay away. Um, those things are loaded with complexities. They're loaded with uh, great commissions that whoever's recommending that is not a fee-only advisor. It's going to be a sales person that's going to make a nice typically eight to ten percent commission off of that Uh, those things typically have surrender penalties other than often they'll let you take out up to ten percent a year but anything over above that they'll often have surrender penalties uh, that last as long as 10 to 15 years Uh, the monies with that will grow tax deferred which means when you do take it out you're going to have to pay ordinary income on it, and if it's taxable monies, paying ordinary income most often is the worst way to pay taxes versus capital gains. The other thing is you are locked into a contract where if you read the policy, which I have yet in my lifetime met one single person who has been sold one of these, that when they get the policy, uh, these contracts, which can be 30 to 50 pages long, they are extremely complex. They are written and designed to benefit first the insurance company and you second, and they have all these different complex f- formulas in them. They have caps. They have participation rates. The insurance companies most often have written in the contract that they can change what those formulas are. So in essence, you are subject to and you are at the mercy of whatever the insurance company wants to pay you during that time period. Now, you had mentioned that you were, that you do like the, the, uh, uh, the scenario of being able to have a guaranteed income for life. In certain occasions, although I would say rare, but there are certain occasions where I think that can make sense. But in that case, I would look at a different type of annuity, which is nothing more than a very simple immediate annuity where you take a lump sum and essentially you're buying a pension. You turn it over to an insurance company all at once, and in return they promise you a paycheck for the rest of your life or the rest of your life and your wife's life if you're married. And that can make sense in certain scenarios. But based upon the brief description that you have shared with me, I would be extremely careful. And the best investment that you can make, as I shared with everyone else earlier, find yourself a fee-only advisor. You can pay a few hundred bucks, sit down with them for an hour, have them look at what you're 
considering, knowing that they have nothing to sell you and that they are required to look out for your best interest only and to get their advice uh, versus getting the advice from somebody who is going, who's going to get their pockets padded handsomely, making thousands of dollars potentially by recommending that you buy one of those fixed indexed annuities. So do yourself a favor. Spend a few hundred bucks. Sit down with somebody that's objective, who has nothing to sell you. And that way, whatever decision you make, you'll be making it with your eyes wide open. And, uh, you know, buying this annuity from somebody who's going to get paid big bucks off of it, that's like, you know, walking into a barbershop and asking them, do you think I need a haircut? Well, what do you think their answer is going to be? So, Okay. Uh, yeah, one question. Uh, are you open that I could talk to you and pay you a fee? To, um, yes, okay. yes, yes. Yep. If you go to our website, isifinancialgroup.com, that's isifinancialgroup.com, you can get our contact information there. And, yes, we do hourly consulting. So, All right. Okay. I've got to run. We're at a hard break here. We're a little bit over. Okay. We'll be right back. All right. Thank you. Freedom. Simple, straightforward advice and answers. Financial information you can trust. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. Final segment. Uh, let me tell you two things real quick uh, before we get back to a uh, couple of emails here. Um, real quickly, uh, two weeks from now, not next Saturday, but the following Saturday, I will be interviewing a very special guest on our program you will not want to miss it we're going to be discussing a lot having to do with many of the products that are being sold to those of you that own 403bs uh working at hospitals uh schools school teachers uh and many of the pitfalls of the outrageously expensive annuities that are unfortunately uh what many people are limited to for their options and then uh, let me also say, uh, since we had so many callers this morning, I apologize. We did not get to the financial uh, resolutions for 2018. I promise you we will hit those in the very first segment next week's show. So if you want to hear what the financial resolutions are that I recommend you make for 2018, I give you my word in the very opening of uh, next week's program, we will hit that. Okay, um, I received an email. It says, Mr. Decker, could you please elaborate on the pros and cons for a retired person living on a pension who is going to be 70 and a half years old this year on possibly rolling an existing IRA account into a Roth IRA this year? Thank you, Bob, a longtime fan and investor from Grantville. Bob, I would recommend... Uh, that you, like I shared with earlier callers, this is a planning question, and you really should sit down with your financial advisor and or your tax advisor, ideally both, and have an analysis done and come up with a strategy because it very well may make sense to do some conversions from your uh, from your regular IRA into a Roth, but you need to understand and come up with a strategy where everything is looked at as a whole and that you understand what the tax consequences are 
so that whatever decision you make, you're making it with uh, confidence. Okay, received another email uh, this hour from Nancy. Nancy writes, my husband is retiring the end of this month. It was recommended that he roll his 401k into a fixed asset annuity. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are exactly what I sh shared with the caller a little bit earlier. I would be extremely leery and I would not walk. I would run. I would run away from whoever is trying to sell your husband a fixed indexed annuity and rolling it over from his 401k. Again, so many of these problems that many of you are facing and being bombarded with people trying to sell you these high commission complex products can be avoided if you'll do just a couple of things. Find yourself a true advisor, not a salesperson. Find yourself a 100% fee only advisor. And the best way to do that, Nancy, is if you go to our website, we have that questionnaire, it's free. If you print that out and have any advisor that you're talking to, have them answer those questions in writing before you meet with them, you'll be able to avoid these types of scenarios. But my advice is don't walk, run, and find yourself a true fiduciary advisor. Take care.